Divine Shepherd Lutheran Church and School in Blackhawk, South Dakota, is happy to share God's Word preached for you by Pastor Randy Sturzenbecker. We pray that you will rejoice in Christ crucified and resurrected for you. The waters of baptism, the Lord's Supper, and the forgiveness of sins, all for you, from Jesus. Our first reading this morning is from Revelation chapter 14. Then I saw another angel flying directly overhead with an eternal gospel to proclaim to those who dwell on earth, to every nation and tribe and language and people. And he said with a loud voice, Fear God and give him glory, because the hour of his judgment has come. And worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and the springs of water. This is the word of the Lord. Please read with me the catechetical review found on the inside of your bulletin, the second article, Redemption. And in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. What does this mean? I believe that Jesus Christ, true God, begotten of the Father from eternity, and also true man, born of the Virgin Mary, is my Lord, who has redeemed me, a lost and condemned person, purchased and won me from all sins, from death, and from the power of the devil, not with gold or silver, but with his holy precious blood, and with his innocent suffering and death, that I may be his own, and live under him in his kingdom, and serve him in everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness, just as he is risen from the dead, lives and reigns to all eternity. This is most certainly true. Our epistle for this morning is from the book of Romans, chapter 3. Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be stopped, and the whole world may be held accountable to God. For by works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight, since through the law comes knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it. The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe, for there is no distinction, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness, because in his divine forbearance he had passed over former sins. It was to show his righteousness at the present time, 
so that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Then what becomes of our boasting? It is excluded. By what kind of law? By a law of works? No, but by the law of faith. For we hold that one is justified by faith, apart from works of the law. This is the word of the Lord. Stand as you are able. This is the Holy Gospel according to John, the eighth chapter. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are offspring of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say, You will become free? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly I say to you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. This is the gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Children, I would ask uh, you all to come down front and join me. morning. How are you today? Good. Can you guys imagine, can you imagine for a minute, put your, just put your hands behind your back for a minute. Pretend that your hands are tied behind your back. Okay. Now while you're doing that, put your feet together and pretend that your, pretend that your legs are tied together. You can't do much, right? You can't, you couldn't move around. That'd be kind of, that'd be kind of frustrating, right? Would you be able to eat something? get a drink or something? No, right? Because you're all tied up. You can't do anything for yourself. I have a picture here. I got a couple of pictures for you guys. Here's one. Look at this person's, look at these feet. And notice how it's got some chains around it. You see that? Right? There's another one I have here too. And here's one of what that might look like too. You know what those are. Have you seen those handcuffs before? Yeah. You had them on yourself before? Hey there. Welcome. So yeah, so here's some handcuffs. So if we're bound, that means that's what that word means. If we're bound and our legs are tied up and, and, our, and our hands are, are uh, handcuffed together like that, we can't do much for ourselves, right? Right, yeah. And I got another picture for you. Do you guys know what that is? Jail. It's a jail. Yeah, that's what that is. That's a picture of a jail. So before you and I knew Jesus, okay, before, before Jesus came and, and you guys were baptized here and you had the gift 
of Jesus brought to you the gift of faith and all of those things in your baptism. And you know what was really great is he forgave your sins there. He, he gave that to you, that gift to you in the waters of your baptism. Now, for those of us and people that don't know Christ, it means they're kind of still in jail in a way because they're still bound up. Because this is what our sin does to us. You guys know what sin is, right? I, yeah. with, with, with you guys, I often talk about, and when I, when I do chapel with ECC, we often talk about the fourth commandment. Do you remember the fourth commandment? Honor your father and mother. Very good. Honor your father and mother. That's one that, you, that, that, that we kind of struggle with sometimes, right? Raise your hand if you listen to everything that mom and dad told you to do this week. Everything that mom and dad told you to do this week? Okay. All right. You guys are doing pretty good then, I suppose, huh? But we often don't do that, and we break God's commandments. We don't live up to that standard, and that's a high standard. But you know what? Jesus came and forgave us our sins so that you and I will know what it is to be free, to not have any chains or handcuffs on us and all of those things like that because Jesus came and set us free. Isn't that great? We're free from our sins because of what he did right there on the cross for you and me. That's Jesus. He died on the cross for our sins, but he didn't just stop there. He rose again so that you and I could know what it is to have a new life in him. And he forgave us, and then he gave you that gift there in the waters of your baptism. Well, shall we pray? Let's pray. Dear Lord, we give you thanks that we are free because of what you've done. On the cross, by your dying, and your rising again, for us. Thank you, dear Jesus. In your name. Amen. Thanks, guys. You can go back to your seats. We continue with our sermon hymn.
Grace, mercy, and peace be yours through our Lord, Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, today, as I said this morning, today is the day, actually it's tomorrow is Reformation, but we celebrate here today, as you can see, all the pyramids have been changed to red and all those things. We know that on that date, October 31st of 1517, that is the day that Martin Luther took his 95 theses and tradition holds that he nailed them to the church doors. He did this because he was this devout monk of the Augustinian order and as he had been in, uh, in cloister in, the, in, the, in, the, uh, in his monastery, uh, he was reading the scriptures, diligently reading the scriptures and in doing so the truth of God's word was revealed to him through the Holy Spirit. Luther had to tell everybody about it. What did he have to tell them? That is that we have been freely justified by faith in Christ alone through the hearing of the gospel preached in our ears, the Holy Spirit enlightening us and drawing us. In baptism, God sealed us with the sign of his cross upon our heart and our forehead. We belong to him. You and I cannot justify ourselves by anything that we do. Works cannot save us. The law only kills. But the gospel gives life. That is Jesus dying and rising again for us. The church at the time of Luther was teaching things that were contrary to this purity of the gospel and truth. Teaching things like the sale of indulgences that other things like going to Mass or coming here to church, we might think, would just grant you God's grace. The fact that you showed up, that, was, that, that worked. These indulgences that they purchased would be able to, to release your loved one who had passed on out of purgatory so that they could get to heaven. There were also regularly, regular abuses of the Lord's Supper, Teaching even that the very act of just participating in it alone would save you. So being in church and taking the supper was, was enough. It didn't matter what you believed about it, the work was what was important. Always teaching that there was something for you to do to keep yourself in God's grace. In other words, it wasn't enough when Jesus cried, it is finished from the cross. This was only his part. Now you need to do your part. But Luther drove us back to what the scriptures say, that we are saved and justified by faith in Christ alone. The Christian church under the influence of the papacy had gotten off track. Teaching the doctrines of men rather than that of God's word Many were enslaved to a false gospel of works righteousness. Common people, even when they attended Mass, they heard it done entirely in Latin, which they did not understand. They did not have a Bible in their common language to read. And so they were enslaved, in a sense, to what they heard preached and taught them by the priest. In fact, it was even considered heresy to translate the Bible into a common language. And so many believed then that the Mass coming to church would win them favor with God, and there he would grant them his grace. 
This was nothing new that was going on here. Because we certainly see this at the time of Jesus' ministry. And here in this Gospel of John for today. Pharisees and scribes constantly quarreling with him over the law. The law which could not save them. The religious elite thought that by keeping the law, they would be justified. The same ones who did not recognize and didn't want to accept that Jesus was the Son of God and who were constantly conspiring against him and eventually had him murdered. They also had the audacity here today in the gospel to say that they were slaves to no one. During Jesus' time, they were slaves to Rome. We can't forget, among others then in their, in their history, that they had been enslaved to the Babylonians and the Syrians, for example. They arrogantly tell Jesus here that they are sons of Abraham, that being of his blood, that's going to get them to heaven. And worst of all, we see that they're slaves to their own ignorance and to the law, showing no mercy to others but thinking that by Following this law, they would be justified and saved. Well, today in our world today, dear saints, many struggle with this because there are many churches and church bodies that still teach that in order for you to be saved, there are still certain things you must do. Yes, they may say, Christ died for your sins and has granted you forgiveness, but that's not enough. There's still more that you need to do this. After all, God did this for you, and now you need to do the rest. And what does this do? It keeps us enslaved in bondage to works. Well, for you and I today, when we think or believe anything else that is contrary to God's word, it's simply false. Some think that the gospel cannot be this simple. That Jesus died and rose again for you and for me. So that we could know forgiveness of sins and live in this freedom of the gospel. Know that there is still something that you need to do. But we have been freely justified from the law in Christ alone, through faith alone, by grace alone. Paul said to the Galatians in chapter 1, the Galatians were struggling with this, with this idea of works righteousness. And and Paul set them straight right in the first chapter where he said this, Should anyone preach a gospel to you other than Christ and him crucified, let him be anathema. In other words, let him be accursed. Anything that enslaves us is not the gospel. When we do this, we like the Jews and the church of the time of the Reformation are keeping others in bondage. And what happens with this, dear saints? We'll constantly be swinging back and forth on this pendulum of never feeling, never, never, our conscience is never relieved that we truly are forgiven by Christ, by His grace alone. Then you and I hear this wonderful good news preached in our ears again today. Jesus said, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Free from what? The bondage of false teaching, false doctrine, your sin, the bondage of death, the devil. 
Christ descended into hell and there he showed the devil that he was defeated. He has no power or authority over us. We have been washed clean by the blood of the Lamb. You have been washed in the waters of your baptism. And you continue to rise in newness of life every day as the old creature is put to death. You are free indeed. In the book of Acts, when we see that the Jewish converts that had begun coming into the church, this began to create some issues because as they saw their Gentile brethren coming in, they began to say that they too needed to be circumcised. After much debate and discourse with this, the Apostle Peter said to them, Why would you put this yoke upon us, one one which you and our forefathers were unable to bear? That is again the yoke of slavery, of the law. The law that only kills and cannot bring life. Dear saints, we give thanks today for the knowledge that, and the truth that we have through the clear preaching and teaching of God's holy word. Gospel preaching its purity and truth into our ears. Not to enslave, but to set free. The knowledge that gives us liberty, the freedom that we have here in his holy word, knowing we are forgiven. We live in that forgiveness. The Holy Spirit continues to equip us, call us, sanctify us, and keep us in this one true faith in his holy church. This is the Reformation. You have been justified by Christ alone, by what he has done for you on his cross. You are no longer a slave to sin, And even though we continue to struggle against our sinful flesh, this world, and the devil, we know that we have been set free. Sin will not win the day, as the great hymn said today. Christ kept this law, the law that you and I could not keep on our behalf so that we would know what it is to be free. If the Son has set you free, you are free indeed. In the name of Christ our Lord, amen. Now may the peace of God which passes all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord, amen.